Hello everyone, this is Dr. Steve LaTulip welcoming you today for the first ever of Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Today, I would like to first introduce myself to you to let you know exactly who I am and what I might have to offer you as a Christian patriot with a diverse background and a few unique life experiences. I'll explain first how I got here and why my message is pertinent for you and every American at this time. I will speak boldly, I will speak plainly, and I will speak the truth without shame or apology. Truth seems so elusive these days, but if you're really searching for it, truth can be found. And as we search for truth, I will challenge you to join me in the fight to make America what it once was, a beacon of light in a very dark world. So without further ado, let's begin. Well, in case you haven't noticed, there is dissension in the ranks. Americans are divided on more issues than ever before. And the polarity of that division is extreme. We don't disagree just a little bit. We strongly disagree about everything, be it core beliefs, politics, morality, immigration, recreational drug use. Pick your topic. As a nation, we seem to agree on nothing at all. Or at least we have partitioned ourselves into more groups and subgroups than we ever have in American history. You can't raise the issue of abortion, gender identity, education, religion, business, taxation, medicine, whatever it may be, without raising somebody's dander. Why is that? There was a time in America when virtually every American was unified by something, and that something was a sacred bond. It was the common denominator of a people who held in highest esteem the laws that God himself authored. While early Americans were staunch individualists, a thread of continuity ran throughout the entire nation. It was understood by all. And it went like this. Freedom is a right bestowed by God. This right was so greatly prized that people would sacrifice everything to obtain it. Even though America was a melting pot, a potpourri of various cultures and races, early immigrants understood the principle that a house divided against itself simply cannot stand. In their battle for independence, our founding fathers knew that unity was the key to victory, not diversity. This doesn't mean that every American has a strong faith in God, or that every American was law-abiding and highly principled. But if you were to ask them about right and wrong, they would respond with words inspired by our creator. They acknowledged the higher power of God. And this principle 
as a nation was their guiding light. Through this lens, all conflicts of every type were worked through and eventually resolved. It worked. Well, not until the Civil War from 1861 to 1865, some 85 years after the Declaration of Independence was written, did Americans become seriously divided. And the principal issue was freedom. At that time, as most of you well know, the North was divided against the South over the issue of slavery. Do you see the conflict? The degradation and the injustice of slavery that was being practiced in the United States stood in direct defiance with the decree of liberty and equality for all men. That was the very hallmark of a nation that declared itself one nation under God. If God himself is the author of liberty and equality for all humans, then how could we possibly justify enslaving a group of people based on race? The answer is we couldn't. It's interesting that both sides appealed to the sovereignty of God. Both sides cited the Bible in support of their position. As ridiculous as that now seems, this proves a critical point. The Bible can be misused, even abused, to justify an unjust cause. Both sides in the Civil War felt so strongly in their convictions that they were willing to risk their lives in defending their beliefs, and many did give their lives for the cause. At the very least, we should agree that both sides were true to their convictions, but one side was wrong. Now, fast forward another 155 years or so, and once again, here we are divided and perhaps as never before in American history. America is again at war, essentially a second civil war, and the principal issue is, once again, freedom. This war, however, although it shares the same principle as the Civil War of 1861, is very different. Where is the front line? There is none. Are both sides appealing to God and the Bible? No, only a portion of one side is loosely doing that. Are we willing to risk our lives for the cause? Well, perhaps that remains to be seen. But the response to the recent pandemic, frankly, makes me very skeptical. Both sides seem to be cowering, except for the violent factions of BLM and Antifa, but perhaps only because there is no true opposition to the violence. That could change. And here's another difficult question to answer. 
When did this war actually begin? It was never formally declared, at least not yet, and it seems to have been in the planning stages for many years. Have you enlisted yet to fight this war? On November 7th, 2020, I did officially join the war. But before I elaborate any further on that, perhaps this is a good time to tell you who I am and what I've done and how exactly my war began. Just so you won't think I'm some kind of a nut job or a fanatic, I'll briefly describe my credentials first. I am a board certified family physician with about 24 years experience. And I also practice pain and addiction medicine. I'm also a retired Air Force officer. I started actually in the enlisted ranks and then later I was commissioned. I was a rare exception in the sense that I have flown both heavy and fighter aircraft transitioning from the KC-135 air refueling stratotanker to the fighter aircraft, specifically the RF-4 Phantom with the Idaho Air National Guard. I later obtained my MD degree in medicine at Loma Linda University School of Medicine. And later I served as chief of medicine in the Oregon Air National Guard. Before my commissioning in the Air Force, however, I was in a PhD program in microbiology and following that, I attended Boise Bible College and Cincinnati Bible Seminary. I am an ordained minister in the Independent Christian Church. And for a time, I was actually preaching in central Kentucky. So how did I get here? Well, it all started when I published a book. You might say... Uh, that this is what started my war. My book is titled Unity Without Compromise, A Biblical Basis for Christian Union. As any author knows, a book needs to be marketed. I knew this was going to be a challenge for me because I was still putting in 14 to 15 hours a day in medicine. Regardless my publisher strongly suggested that I get on a social media platform to promote the book. Up until this point in time, I had never been on any social media. I specifically chose to avoid it simply because I felt it would be a distraction to my already busy life. And I did not want to neglect my family life and my personal life. I also needed time to sleep. But with the insistence of my publisher, I did join Twitter. Now, I'll admit I was very slow to start tweeting, and it wasn't until late February that I started accessing Twitter. Unfortunately, a short time after that, the COVID-19 pandemic was declared by the World Health organization on March 11th, 2020. By that time, I still hadn't gotten around to marketing my book, 
but I was taken back by a heap of nonsense and things that just didn't make sense to me on Twitter regarding the world's response to COVID-19. For one thing, the World Health Organization was being very elusive about the origins and spread of a new viral strain. We really didn't know what we were dealing with. Secondly, the CDC, or Centers for Disease Control, was talking as though the plagues of Egypt had been unleashed on the world, and we were all going to die. And suddenly, the golden cow of the pandemic, Dr. Anthony Fauci, was changing his story about everything. This all made for a very confusing time for everyone. People didn't know what to think. People were starting to panic. Suddenly, the toilet paper crisis was upon us. Then came the mask propaganda and along with it, mass hysteria. The fraud Dr. Fauci stated just before the pandemic that masks were useless. They did not protect you from any viral illness, and therefore, he stated, do not go out and buy a mask. However, just a short time later, practically overnight, Dr. Fauci changed his tune, just when it was politically expedient to do so. The propaganda war had begun in earnest. And before I knew it, I was completely ca caught up in sorting out the science from the science fiction, and I was trying to expose the facts on Twitter. I knew something was very wrong because nothing, and I mean nothing, was making sense. Suddenly, all the three-letter organizations, such as the CDC, WHO, NIH, etc., etc., were making what sounded to me like absurd comments that defied everything that I was taught in microbiology, in immunology, in epidemiology, and in the medical treatment of acute viral illness. It didn't take long to realize that a military-grade strategy of propaganda was being played out. But who were the actors? What was their motive? Eventually, I was figuring out what had happened. And as time went on, so did others. But many didn't figure it out. And to this day, millions of people are still walking in the darkness. Their brains have been completely disengaged by the power of deception. This is exactly how the cults work. What happened is that the field of medicine and medical science had been pirated, infiltrated by some very powerful and very sinister players whose agenda was becoming increasingly clear. 
COVID-19 seemed to have been weaponized to get people to comply with a global plan to control the entire planet through a massive campaign of fear mongering. To me, the only truly frightening thing is that it worked. It worked. I still have trouble believing this has happened in the land of the free and home of the brave. It doesn't seem possible. Good science was suddenly shelved for a political scheme. And despite the ridiculous narrative, people willingly and without question surrendered their freedom. Just like that. In a little time, I had about 30,000 Twitter followers. People were so confused and bewildered by what they were being told, they really didn't know what to do. They didn't understand what was happening. They did not know what to believe. Millions were craving the truth in a sea of confusion. The medical cancel culture had begun. The mask of oppression was being enforced as were business shutdowns and then school shutdowns, then isolation of the elderly. Remember what happened in New York nursing homes under Cuomo's direction? And the whole routine was capitalized upon when the bad players saw just how gullible and blindly obedient the masses were. Without firing a single shot, this rogue faction destroyed our freedom in a flash. I was beside myself with anger, to be honest with you, because so many people had been duped. I had effectively treated about 200 COVID-19 patients by the fall of 2021. And every patient that I treated recovered quickly and completely. None of them went to the emergency department. None of them were admitted to the hospital. None of them died. The truth had to be exposed, and I was determined to do it. Well, my opportunity finally came one Saturday morning when my beloved patriotic wife asked me to attend a Stop the Steel rally in Salem, Oregon. On November 7th, 2020, my war began without me even realizing it. I very reluctantly agreed to attend. I say reluctantly because frankly, I was tired. I had just completed another busy week of medicine and I had about 40 medical charts to complete from the past week. But I went at the insistence of my wife. After all, we wanted to support a just cause. And so I attended. I did not plan on speaking, and I had no idea that I would give a little speech at that Stop the Steel rally. However, when the opportunity presented itself, I did speak, and I spoke specifically about the mask of shame. Uh, 
and the real motive behind the mask? Well, the speech was recorded by the Multnomah County RNC, that's in the Portland area of Oregon, and my speech went viral on YouTube. By the next day, it had crossed the globe. Suddenly, the whole world knew that I, I and my staff had never donned a mask. My clinic never shut down throughout the entire pandemic period. And I had effectively treated COVID-19 patients without causing any harm whatsoever, despite not wearing a mask. But that was most unfortunate for me because the Oregon Medical Board did not like the fact that I had the gall to state to the world that I was not following the executive orders of Governor Kate Brown. I continued to practice evidence-based medicine. I did not submit to what a governor was telling me to do in the course of my medical practice. This was something that was not to be done. The board did not like that. My speech on November 7th resulted on December 9th in me being written a letter by the medical director of the Oregon Medical Board that I was not following the rules. And the implication was that I was being irresponsible. In fact, I was called a, a complete uh, derelict. I was regarded by the medical board suddenly as an actual danger to the public and to my patients, despite the fact that the Oregon Medical Board knew that I had not been masking for five months. On December 3rd, less than a month later, I was notified of my indefinite order of emergency suspension of my medical license. Since then, I have not practiced medicine. My professional career has abruptly ended. I have been financially ruined. My name and reputation have been dragged through the mud. I have paid a heavy price for the sake of truth and freedom, but this is by no means the end of the story. My war has just begun. In the middle of March, about three and a half months after my license was suspended, I did have an administrative hearing with the medical board. I still have not heard the final ruling on that hearing, but let me tell you this, it was a kangaroo court. It meant nothing. I have since filed a lawsuit against the Oregon Medical Board in federal court. Let me make it clear, the Oregon Medical Board, as well as many other medical boards in other states, are totally corrupt. And the Oregon Medical Board must be taken down. And I plan to do it.
Well, I never get, did get to promote my book, but God does have a way of working things out for good to those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. That's from Romans 8, 28. Sometimes God answers prayer in the most unexpected ways. And so here I am. After an interview with Dr. Lee Vliet on the America Out Loud Network, I was offered this radio show to circulate the message of my book, Unity Without Compromise. God does work in mysterious ways. I can now share the critical message of my book. But before I proceed with that, this is Dr. Steve LaTulip with America Out Loud Talk Radio for Unity Without Compromise. I'd like to take a short break and we'll be right back and continue. back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Now, never before in our history have we witnessed the level of hatred that is now being waged against our law enforcement. While anarchist groups create havoc and overwhelm our first responders, these same groups and their corporate supporters are calling for the police forces to be shrunk and defunded. What can you and I do to make a difference? How can we stand up for what is right and to show our support? That's what I'm going to tell you about this incredible new platform. It's called ShopToTheRight.com. And it's a new shopping platform that will help you find businesses that align with your values. They feature products made in America. They support veteran-owned businesses as well as our law enforcement community. This is a time when we need to stick together, we need to shop together, and we need to support each other. It's time for you and I to make some noise and stand up to protect our country. And one easy way to do that is to shop and give our money to companies that don't seek to destroy our way of life. So join the fight for liberty. ShopToTheRight.com. Support those American businesses that support law enforcement, and veterans. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. 
We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We have been introducing you to the little details of who I am uh, and briefly sharing my story of how I came to host the Unity Without Compromise radio show. My professional life was destroyed by the Oregon Medical Board because I did not follow the medical practice guidelines of Oregon's Marxist governor, Kate Brown. My license was indefinitely suspended because I chose to follow the real science because I practiced evidence-based medicine and because I preferred to remain faithful to my Hippocratic oath as a physician. However, I now have an opportunity to share with you the message of my book, Unity Without Compromise. The message is critical and timely. And what is that message? It is this. America is dying. Soon, if we continue on our present trajectory, the bells will toll for the once great American empire. We must all understand that America was great because America was good. And America was good because America was a Christian nation. America was born a Christian nation because the word of God was ingrained in the hearts of the American people. Because our founding fathers recognized the power of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, because they chose to follow his steps, the United States of America become, became a world power practically overnight. And we used that power for good throughout the world. But look at us now, how far we have come. The Bible and prayer are banned from the public school. The Pledge of Allegiance to the One Nation Under God is unheralded and is virtually unknown to America's youth. The Ten Commandments have been buried in the attic, where they can no longer prick the conscience of humanity. Moral decay has replaced, replaced all acts of righteousness, 
abortion and infanticide are now praised as good. Pedophilia is touted as a healthy and normal variation of sexual expression. Even kindergartners are now being indoctrinated in the ways of sexual perversion, in the ways of destruction and evil, and they are told it is all good. America's children in the current public school system have been brainwashed and indoctrinated for at least the past 30 or 40 years and possibly longer than that to the point that they no longer have any understanding of what is truly right or wrong. Teachers with an agenda now have an itinerary for your children in public schools. The parent with all the responsibilities of parenting is being taken completely out of the picture. And any parent who attempts to instruct their children in righteousness are being reprimanded. They are being threatened with having their children even removed from their homes. In fact, many parents are so caught up with working with social media, with other responsibilities that are being advertised as greatly more important than the family, are overtaking the teaching of our children. What is worse than this is the current state of America's churches, of American Christianity. In this day, many churches are spiritually crumbling under the pressures of a new godless society, feeling compelled to join the ungodly bandwagon for fear of being falsely accused or ridiculed, or worse. Compromise of Christian values has become a societal norm. Nobody likes being called a racist, a bigot, a right-wing fanatic. For Christians, the pressure is on, and many are caving. In a mere generation or two, we have actually witnessed a dangerous falling away from biblical teaching, from the once American way that was energized by the Christian way. When we forsake the teachings of the Bible, we become a people without a standard. And then what happens is we're subject to the whims of godless men. That, if you know your history, has always led to oppression, to suffering, to loneliness, to destruction, and often to death. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Do you know who said those words? Jesus did. But he added, 
I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's in John chapter 10, verse 10. So just what would God say about all this compromise and all this division? What does God say about this? Because the Bible is not silent at all. The Bible, in fact, speaks very clearly on all the issues we now face. But we, who once called ourselves one nation under God, have in reality become one nation under greed. We, as a nation, now worship money over God. And therefore, in the process of following the wrong God, we have become biblical illiterates. We don't even know what the Bible says anymore. Even those who identify as Christians struggle to correctly interpret scripture. And the great majority of them don't even know it. I know that's a pretty bold statement to make. After all, who do I think I am? Well, let me just admit to you, I am a nobody. I am a sinner, just like you. But I am saved by the grace of God through faith. Look at me. Some would call me a loser. After all, didn't I lose my medical license over attending a Trump rally? Most people would not call that a smart move at all. But think about it. Those are just the kind of people that God tends to use. Losers in the eyes of the world. So, in the course of this program, I will provide you an opportunity to search yourself, to search your motives, to search your understandings of your worldview, and maybe to challenge you in what you think may be truth that is in actuality false. I will prove it to you beyond any doubt that we are divided as a nation because we have forsaken God and his word. It's not really about politics. No, it's not really about a virus. It's about loyalty to God, the one true God of the Bible. I will show you in the course of this program how many professing Christian leaders have wrongly interpreted the Bible for selfish gain because they worship money. And in the process of that wrong interpretation, in their pounding of the pulpits with another gospel, they have led astray millions of Christians. And yes, I will happily 
subject myself to criticism because I am not all-knowing. My words are not divinely inspired. I am a flawed human being just like everybody else. But God promises that if we seek him with all our heart, then we will find him. My point is simply this. Being a Republican or an independent are not enough to save our country. Look at where the focus has been since the pandemic turned our country and the world upside down. Everyone is looking to solutions. Everyone is blaming somebody for things going wrong. There is an evil agenda that is so powerful and so above our heads that even those who are Im implementing it are having difficulty figuring out what is really going on. The plays of this drama are being acted out day by day and are changing moment to moment in order to accomplish something that is so evil that it threatens not only our nation, but our very souls. Now, I realize that some of you get it. Some of you are very cued in to what's really happening here. Some of you are actually patriotic and understand what the Constitution of the United States of America says. Although you may realize what it says, although you may realize that it is no longer being followed by the leaders of our country on both sides, both the Democrats and the Republicans, you might think that you, as a patriot, are ready to stand in the gap. You might actually be willing to take up arms to defend your country. And you think you may be the difference because of your patriotism. But let me suggest this. Being a diehard patriot who is willing to take up arms to defend his country, his freedom, the Constitution, and maybe even to give your all, to sacrifice your own life. Let me suggest that this is not enough to save our free republic. It is not a struggle between Democrats and Republicans. Rather, it is a spiritual battle, a warfare of a different kind that has actually gone on throughout the history of mankind. Remember, America is a Christian nation. And if we as Christians do not come together as a unified force for good 
And if we do not elevate the writings of the Bible, the sacred words of God, to its proper status as the perfect standard for righteous living, and if we keep ignoring the rules of sound interpretation of the Bible so that we cannot discern its truths, then we may as well turn out the lights. The party is over. And we will soon know pain and suffering as never before. That is what happens always in a world devoid of God. And if we don't recognize that, then it may soon be too late. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip with Unity Without Compromise. If you have just joined us, we are discussing the plagues that are now destroying America. We are living at a crucial time of decision in America and around the globe. The forces opposing Christians and biblical standards, even in our so-called Christian nation, are most certainly armed for battle. What was once considered good and noble and acceptable by a Christian standard are now subject to mockery and threats. In the past, God's people had a very healthy understanding of doctrine, of Christian teaching, which enabled them to withstand these attacks and persecutions throughout the history of America. Unfortunately, today, biblical illiteracy is at an all-time high in our nation, and this problem is compounded by an anything-goes mentality which has even infiltrated the church. Secularists now have a stranglehold on the church, on people who call themselves Christians, and the time is at hand for returning to the Bible and uniting all Christians as a one church body standing for the true and eternal principles set forth by God. Can you imagine what this means? Think of the word denomination. This is a topic I will be addressing at length in the short uh, future. The book, Unity Without Compromise, was written for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to unite Christians by getting them back into the Bible. The fashionable curse of division that now plagues us must be reversed. But how do we even begin to do it? Where do we start? The body of Christ has become so partitioned that nobody can even grasp any longer what it means to say, I am a Christian. I recall that when I was on Twitter, I oftentimes made comments pertaining to the Bible or to Christianity, and I always noticed that I received many fewer comments, many fewer likes, as if 
this really was not important. I tried in several ways to reverse that. I even addressed the issue and I was very surprised how people responded. I was surprised even at how some Christians responded or didn't respond. What I think is missing in the big picture of understanding what is happening now to our country, I think we need to realize what is really at stake. I fully assert that apart from a return to biblical Christianity, America will no longer be a beacon of light to the world. America's influence throughout the world as a beacon of light has pervaded and influenced virtually every sector across the globe. How many times have we been told to not surrender our arms because those who did suffered greatly? How many times have we been warned to protect our freedom from those who have lost it? America's influence has been so great across the world that if America crumbles, so does the world. Think of what that will lead to. Many people say that we are living in biblical times. I'm not sure exactly what they mean by that statement, but we have been living in biblical times ever since the creation of the world. Many people say that we are living in the end times. If you would look at scripture, we actually have been living in the last days or the end times since the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If we fall away from our Christian heritage, then America's light will go out. There was a poem written by a Palmer Hartsoe over 100 years ago. He was actually a songwriter, and his poem was prophetic. The title of it is, As America Goes, or excuse me, As Goes America, so goes the world. Let me read it to you. As goes America, so goes the world. As goes America, so goes the world. Here, where the fight for truth is raging, as goes America, so goes the world. Here, where the hosts are now engaging. And the chorus goes like this. Stand now for righteousness, people so blessed. Win thou the victory, greatest and best. Lead forward, grand and free, nation of destiny. As goes America, so goes the world. As goes America, so 
goes the world. Here, freedom makes her last endeavor. As goes America, so goes the world. Fails she, and all is lost forever. As goes America, so goes the world. Here lift we Christ, the light bestowing. As goes America, so goes the world. Here serve we God in rightful doing. As goes America, so goes the world. Foremost and highest in her station, as goes America, so goes the world, leader and guide to every nation. This is what America was. When we look at Lady Liberty, when we hear of immigrants coming to America in days of old, it was because they sought the opportunity that could only be found in the land of the free. And now we are at the crossroads. If unity without compromise cannot be attained, then as goes America, so goes the world. Yes, unity without compromise can only happen if we have as our foundation a solid biblical basis for Christian union. Christians uniting together in this way is the only hope for America. That is my agenda for this radio program. I hope you'll join me each week as we explore things like the real Lord's Prayer, the unity dilemma, denominationalism, and we'll even talk about some of the real tough issues that divide Christians. We'll talk about why Christians are frowned upon, sometimes because of our own behavior, sometimes because of the things we say. We'll also investigate some common errors in Bible interpretation, as well as some basic principles of sound. Bible interpretation, so that you yourself can better understand what God is teaching us. You will become a better discerner of truth. And remember that all truth is God's truth, and no matter who says it. And, of course, we will analyze some strategies to make us effective warriors in the spiritual battles that we all encounter in our personal lives and in our families and at work and in our communities. If we can unite as Christians, we save America. It is as simple as that. Well, this is Dr. Steve Latulip on my debut on unity without compromise. I do welcome your questions and your comments. If you have anything that you think I should discuss as pertains to this topic, you can email me at unity 
unitywithoutcompromise.org. That's unitywithoutcompromise, one word, dot O-R-G. Remember, your life is a gift from God. And what you do with your life is your gift of gratitude to God. Will you please make it count? Until next week, be blessed, be courageous, and be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. <laughs>